Well, hello there, listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Charlene Marshall. And as a former rugby player, when I hear the word ruck, I think of this particular move in rugby. It's kind of like somewhere between a group tackle and a basketball tip off. But that's not the type of rucking that we're going to talk about today. Uh, there are all kinds of fitness fads, right? Cool stuff that kind of comes and goes. It feels like last summer, everybody and their brother was just obsessed with pickleball. Yeah. Well, this summer's big fitness trend is being driven by some former military personnel turned entrepreneurs, a couple of social media influencers, and a few really prominent fitness figures. Rucking. Rucking, when you talk about it, sounds super duper simple. Uh, it, and it pretty much is. You walk or you hike and you do it with either a weighted vest on or you take a backpack and you fill it with a bunch of weights and then you go off and do your walk. Uh, yeah, case closed. Episode over. That's it, right? But wait, right? yes, it is very simple in concept. But this episode, we're going to talk about why would anyone want to do that in the first place? Are there specific benefits? And if you think that you might be interested in rucking, what are some things that you might want to consider in order to get started? So, and along the way, hopefully I can sprinkle in a little bit of inspiration about why you might want to try what's been one of the staples of my fitness since about the time the pandemic started. So let's, let's ruck it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. So as we mentioned ago, a second ago, rucking generally has military origins. There's a lot of marching around in the military and depending on what branch in the military or your assignments, your training, you might have to march around with a big pack on your back. And that big military pack is called a ruck sack. And that's where rucking gets its name, right? You ruck the ruck sack, you go rucking. Uh, yeah. So Lots of marching around with gear on your back during boot camp, and then depending on your assignment in your training. So my digging around researching for this episode, I found that rucking actually dates back all the way to the seventh century. And now army rangers training for the U.S. Army will be required to carry 35 pounds loaded into a rucksack over 12 miles, having to keep a minimum of a 15-minute mile pace for 12 miles. I know people who don't even run that fast. Uh, so I think that's pretty incredible. And this is where rucking, the fad of rucking, got its origins, got its start. In exercise research, they call rucking load carriage conditioning. Because I went digging around to look for scientific references on rucking, and I kept finding rugby stuff, which is why I mentioned it at the start of the show. Uh, and that's because all of that research is labeled load carriage conditioning. Uh, I think that's very interesting and also a little bit silly. But the specific benefits that you can get from rucking compared to other forms of exercise, you'll get improvements in strength, power, muscular and cardiovascular endurance. And you gain those benefits. This is one I think is one of the coolest aspects of the research. Are you ready? You gain those benefits at a lower rate of perceived exertion than other forms of cardiovascular exercise. So let's break that down a little bit, okay? Everything I just said in that paragraph. 
So you probably already know what strength gains are, right? Like you're physically stronger. That one feels kind of obvious. Power is strength plus speed. So I can take that very heavy thing. I can move it very fast. Now, in a recent episode of Better Than Fine, we had Rick Ritchie on. He talked about the difference between muscular endurance and cardiovascular endurance. So muscular endurance is, can I repeat the pattern over and over and over and over and over with really good form? And cardiovascular endurance is the ability of my heart and my lungs to do their job pumping blood around the body, bringing resources to tissues, taking waste products away from tissues. So studies of rocking show that over six, eight, and 10 weeks, depending on the study, all of these different types of improvements, strength, power, muscular, cardiovascular endurance, gained all of those different improvements with a lower rate of perceived exertion. We would call that an RPE scale. Now, RPE is your subjective perception of how difficult something is, right? I might try an exercise. Let's say I do a bunch of kettlebell swings. I pick up a a 40 pound kettlebell. I throw that sucker around for like five or six minutes. And I think like, yeah, that was a nice workout. It's not that big of a deal, whatever. And you try to do it and you're like, holy heck, this is super hard. Same exercise, your rate of perceived exertion is higher in this example, though I'm sure many of you, uh, it would be lower than mine. But regardless, I digress. Uh, So RPE is your perception subjectively of how hard you're working. And rucking gives us all of these benefits of strength and power and endurance with a lower perceived like perception of how hard you're working. So you're getting the outcomes while thinking like, oh, I'm not working all that hard. So if you're somebody who doesn't really like exercise all that much, who doesn't want to have to go to the gym and hit the weight room, and you really like being outside, or you've got a friend who's like exercise averse, but they're having some health stuff, rucking doesn't feel as hard as other forms of exercise. Yeah, that sounds pretty great to me so far. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Marshall, and let's go ruck. Because wait, there's more when we talk about rucking. So if you've listened to previous episodes before, you know that time spent outside is really good for us. And if you want to dive in on that, go back and listen to the episode where I share my ode to the great outdoors, because I love being outside. Um, Time spent outside in nature gives us benefits psychologically, emotionally, mentally. Humans like being outside. But what I wasn't able to find was dedicated studies showing that rucking specifically boosts mood. So we're going to borrow from that other research and research in positive psychology, research in uh, exercise science. Those studies show that moderate intensity cardiovascular exercise, so huffing and puffing, but you could still hold a conversation, increases sensitivity to serotonin and neurotransmitters that are related to positive emotion. If you've seen any of the stuff coming out talking about like exercise helps with depression, this is why, because uh, cardiovascular, uh, all forms of exercise, but specifically moderate intensity cardiovascular exercise, 20 or more minutes, increased sensitivity to serotonin. So that's one way that you're going to get a boost from rucking, right? You get that from all exercise, so rucking included. Resistance training releases something called myokines, 
which shift our inflammation and our hormonal states. All of these affect our health. They affect our mood outside of just the aesthetic benefits, right? How we look, or excuse me, athletic benefits is what I meant to say. All of these affect our health and our mood outside of the athletic benefits. And together, all of it boosts well-being. So when you're rucking, because of the extra weight, your cardiovascular system is working harder than if you were just out doing regular walks. So let's say you're someone who doesn't really like running or jogging, but you want the benefits of running or jogging, right? You want the improvement to heart health. You want the mood benefits. You want the uh, brain, the cognitive benefits. If you listen to the episode with Sally Duplantier, where she talked about the way that exercise protects our brain function as we age. If you want all those benefits, but you don't want to go run, well, you could slap 10 to 20 pounds on your back, uh, go out and do a normal walk, but you're working harder. You're getting those mood and hormonal benefits without the perceived exertion of running or the impact on your joints. So let's say you have a joint issue that you can't run anymore. You can wreck it. There are a lot of sh studies showing that rucking has fewer injuries than running and other forms of training. So if somebody who, uh, so other than like a sprained ankle or you've got a pre-existing condition that prevents you from going out there, uh, generally rucking is safe for a lot of different types of people that some of these other forms of exercise might not be the right choice for. If you're listening to Better Than Fine podcasts, I'm your host, Arlene Marshall. Let's go ruck it. Come ruck with me. So what do you need to get started rucking? Well, I'd suggest sneakers. Uh, there are some people who ruck in uh, like military style boots. I find those to be less uncomfortable. They don't give me the right kind of support. I have flat feet. I have collapsed arches. So I go with sneakers. I'm not saying you can't go with other footwear, but just be mindful that the point is to go do some miles. Uh, so you want to be taking care of your feet. So sneakers need a pack and you need weight. So let's start the most simple. And I'm going to be honest, this is actually what I do. Take a backpack that you have lying around the house. You could load it with water bottles, with sandbags. I know people who have literally done it with rocks. They just pick up some rocks out of their yard and they go to town. Um, so where you go from there, like getting fancy schmancy about your setup really depends on your personal level of fitness and activity. So how you're gonna get started, where you're gonna progress from. Uh, if you're a complete couch potato, start at like 10 pounds and do one or two miles two to three times a week. The idea here is that you're getting yourself going, you're trying to build up some endurance, some strength, some core strength, and then you're gonna worry about building up frequency or duration, okay? so. 10, about 10 pounds in a pack, one or two miles, two or three times a week. You want to do between 15 and 20 minutes per mile. That's the general wisdom I found reading the studies and gradually pushing your pace. Now, if you're starting out and you're longer than 20 minutes per mile, that's okay. Just gradually try to push your pace until you get into that range. That should be your first goal, right? get myself down to these one to two miles, 15 to 20 minutes per mile. Then you're going to increase either your frequency or your weight. So you're going to add more times per week 
or you're going to make your pack heavier. And then once you've built up your weight, you might want to invest in a dedicated rucksack. So they do make specialty backpacks that have padded shoulders. They have reinforced bottoms. They're made to be extremely durable. Uh, and they also make specialty designed plates to go in the rucksack if you don't want to have other forms of weight. I've also seen rucksack setups where you can strap weight plates like you would use for like regular weightlifting into the pack so that you don't have to buy other uh, specialty plates. Or you might consider as you're building up, you're doing more uh, duration, you're doing more distance, you're doing more times a week, you've really gotten into it, you're all about it. Maybe you even want to invest in a weighted vest. So these, uh, they kind of look almost like a bulletproof vest. They're that kind of low profile vest. And they also have specifically designed plates that slide in. Now, I've seen some anecdotal comments on social media where people are talking about that the backpack is better than the weighted vest because you get more core activation. I, I am skeptical. I am skeptical because you got a lot of people with very tight hip flexors from sitting at desk jobs um, that might have lower back damage or issues. And what I would suggest is do the thing that feels good for your body. And if you try with a regular backpack and you find that you're getting back pain, you're getting hip pain, something feels off, try a weighted vest. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if you're in your area, you could find a weighted vest for sale on like one of the second place selling marketplaces. I don't want to name anybody's names um, because I think a lot of people buy them when they're in fashion from a fitness perspective, and then they just end up with like this random weighted vest in their house. So you might be able to find one online for cheap as a second hand. Um, but do the thing that feels right for your body. And if the backpack doesn't feel good, just know there's another option. So personally, I mentioned this a second ago. I have an old day hiking backpack that has a chest strap. So for me, the thing about the backpack is I've had a lot of shoulder injuries from playing rugby and having ehlers stanlow syndrome, not the smartest thing I've ever done. Uh, but with the shoulder injuries, a regular rucksack presses on my shoulders and makes them hurt. So I need a pack that has a chest strap that clips to keep the weight in the right spot and not press on my shoulders in a painful way. Okay, so I've got this old day hiking backpack. And then I fill it with an old bike chain and two five pound dumbbells. And that's it, no special gear required, no schmancy rucking sack, no schmancy custom plates, literally just a really heavy old bike chain and 10 pounds of dumbbells jammed in there and it gets me to 25 pounds. Um, so it brings me to another aspect. So, excuse me, I skipped a step there. And then what I do, I go between one and two times a week. I typically go with my husband, though occasionally I go with other people. They might not be rucking, they might just be walking, but it's a way that I can still get a, a more intense effort, even though they're at a leisurely pace. And this actually brings us up to another aspect of rucking that I want you to consider, which is social fitness. Um, you'll get so much more well being benefit out of any kind of exercise if you do it with other people. And rucking is really built around a community of veterans, of active duty service personnel, of their families, of people who support them. And so chances are you can find a rucking group in your area. And if you can't, 
go start one. Uh, I'm in the process of starting one right now with my local VFW to try to engage our veterans. Because uh, if you don't know, we've got a mental health crisis in our veterans in America. Uh, and I want to engage, even though we're pretty rural, I'm pretty confident that I can get some people who will go ruck with us uh, and get our veterans taking better care of themselves. So get your family into it, get your friends into it, or join a ruck club. You can do it anywhere. Anyone could go with you, even somebody who has a uh, compromised walking, maybe they uh, are not as capable. That doesn't mean that somebody couldn't push a running chair, right? Go back and listen to the episode with Rooster Rossiter on service and listen to him talk about the benefits of pushing somebody. Uh, so there's lots of ways that you can get all people of all different physical capabilities involved in your ruck club. So one of the reasons that rucking is gaining in all of this popularity is its engagement with our veterans community, which I just mentioned. So I just want to really highlight there can be a big push from the community to get people out rucking. And we know that when our veterans are engaged in their own communities, they feel valued. They feel like they matter. It has a significant benefit to their mental health. Uh, so get out there and bring a vet with you. Pick it up, loop a vet, get out there, get connected. Let them know that they matter. You and your entire community will be so much better for it. Uh, I know I really believe in this, and I hope I've convinced you too. So let's ruck it. Come join me for a ruck. Uh, we'll have a good time. So there's two more things I want to share with you as we wrap up the episode. The first, if you want to be more effective in making sustainable, positive change in your community and helping your clients and however you serve, listen up because NASM's Certified Wellness Coaching course focuses on how to build sustainable lifestyles that support wellness and well-being in a way that can work for your clients. Because we all know at this point, just telling people what to do, it doesn't really work because you can know that there's a big gap between know and do, and coaches can bridge that gap. So if you're interested in NASM CWC, you're going to head over to nasm.org, click wellness at the top and find a, a whole bunch of wellness resources there. Even if you don't want to be a coach, go check out that new menu. Uh, you might notice a certain show that you like is also featured on the website there. But if you decide that you're going to become a CWC, I want you to use this code to get an additional $600 off in addition to the current discount on the website. That code is Marshall. CWC, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L-C-W-C, six hundo off for you. The second thing I want to tell you about is the More Better Substack. It's at betterthanfind.substack.com. And there you can find written resources related to the episode. You can find workbooks. You can find, uh, I just did some free lock screens uh, of some funny things we've said on the show, some things I say on socials or some things I say with my clients. Uh, I made a bunch of lock screens. You can download them there for free, put them on your phone to keep you inspired. Mine says, uh, I nerd science. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go out and check out betterthanfind.substack.com. And we would love to hear from you, of course. So any feedback that you have, if you want to shoot me an email, it's info at darlene.coach. I'm on Instagram and threads. It's also darlene.coach. You can find me on LinkedIn. Of course, I hope that you have subscribed to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, like this episode, share it, comment, uh, review the show online because that helps us gain the algorithm. One of the best things you can do if you got benefit out of this or any episode is to share it with your network because that's how our show gets to grow. Thank you. Be well and take care.